When I came to the Lord, it is true that I started off as a baby. But I didn't stay one. So the question is, why do you? You know, it's fine if you start off wearing a kippah, putting on the feeling, going to synagogue, going to church, whatever path that brought you to the knowledge of God is fine. You can start off wearing a cross. You can read from the Siddur. You can do your Hail Marys and Rosaries. and You can even kiss baby Jesus' feet or Mother Guadalupe. It's fine. Because that's where you start. That's where you got the light, where you were exposed to the Lord. So God gives you grace, as you would a baby. He doesn't know anything. But the thing about a baby is that you give it grace while expecting it to grow. (laughs) The purpose of grace is not to allow it to keep on doing what it's doing when it's 40 years old. You you can pee in my face when you're a baby and I'm changing your diaper, that's fine. (laughs) But when you're 25, (laughs) not so much. (laughs) And yet so many of you are 25-year-old, you know, metaphorically speaking, and you're still pissing in God's face. You're still violating His commandments. You're still doing all this religious stuff. And why? Why don't you grow? Listen, my journey, I grew up secular Jew. I believed in God, but that was about it. Didn't follow, didn't really have any conviction, except that I just believed there was a God. And then I started growing in spirituality. I started understanding, reflecting. I realized how God was working in my life. I read some books that people gave me. I met some people that were Christians and they kind of enlightened me a little bit. And it made me draw nearer to God. It just lighted, it lit a spark. And I'm not giving them credit. It's just God used someone to plant a seed just to bring up God again in my life. And then God drew me, and I started going to synagogue. And at first I was excited. I wasn't very religious. I only wore a kippah in the synagogue. And I went every Shabbat. And I did the thing, and I went into a bunch of synagogues. Because really I was looking for spiritual enlightenment. And because I was so new, I thought it was there. But as I kept going... I realized it was empty. There was nothing to it. See, many of those people go to synagogue and all those Chabads, they've been going for years, and they're still there today. I started going there, but then I stopped because I was seeking God. I wasn't doing it for a tradition, for a religion, for a something to do on the Shabbat, and then they all have their kiddush meal together in the back, drinking vodka with the drunken rabbi. That's just what they do. 
It's a community, and it really is a community center, synagogue, bed, Knesset. It has nothing to do with God. But I was seeking God. So I started off where I started off, but I didn't stay there. And that's the beauty of it. You're supposed to grow. And I didn't know where I was going. I was just a baby. I was blind. So from synagogue, then I started going to church. <laughs> I was like, well... You know, I realized after a while, and I read this book and that book and some prayers here, some prayers there, I realized Jesus was the Messiah. I had no true conviction, but I sought. I did my due diligence. I meditated. I prayed. I asked. I looked for the clues, for the evidence. I came to the conclusion, well, Jesus is Lord, so I started going to church. And I grew just a little bit. But then again, same thing in the synagogue. I realized something's missing. I didn't just get content, get plugged in in the church with the small groups, the young adult meetings and bowling nights, and all that pizza mess that you people love doing your Bible studies and your harvest crusades and all that religious stuff. Men's breakfast, children's Bible camp. <laughs> what is all this nonsense? Again, if you're new, it's fine. You don't know any better. But if you've been going for years, why, why do you keep on going? Have you not grown out of that phase yet? Kindergarten is for a year, not 40 why are you still doing those things that people without understanding do when they have no idea who God is and what God is? Well, I know the answer, and so do you. So I was at those churches, but guess what? I grew out of them. Because again, I was seeking God. I wasn't happy just going to a Sunday service, hearing a bunch of notes, listening to Rick Warren makes his stupid jokes and their Saddleback Church Easter egg hunt. <laughs> All that godless mess. I didn't know any better, but I knew enough to know that this was wrong. I was like, something's off here. I don't know what it is yet. I'm not there yet, but wait. Easter eggs and bunnies, uh, something's missing. I don't know what it is. So I kept looking, and then I went to another place, and I went to another place, and I watched all these sermons, and I prayed. I would go sometimes to four different churches on a weekend. I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to look. But it didn't stop me from trying. <laughs> like a child that doesn't know how to speak. And he goes, it's like, what are you trying to say? I don't know. I'm just trying to speak. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to find God. And sure enough, soon enough, after a while, a lot of reading, I bought my own Bible. I realized, well, listen, if I'm trying to find God, I better have my own physical copy of the book. Nobody gave me one. I bought one. One with large letters, convenient to read. And I started reading <laughs> for myself. And how do so many of you, when you've been believers, allegedly, for years, 
And you still do not know that the Sabbath is Shabbat, the seventh day, not the first. I told you I used to go to church. I thought, well, maybe they changed it. I don't know. I didn't know anything. I said, well, did the Christians say we worship, we give God the first day of the week, right? The tenth, the first day we give to God, all that mess. But where is that in the scripture? And I realized eventually it's not. It's a man-made religion. It has nothing to do with the scripture. Don't assume just because people claim some sort of a relation to God that they actually follow what he says. Just because they have a building with a cross doesn't mean they serve the God that sent his son to die on that cross. But I did. I assumed it because I didn't know any better. I was a baby. Babies get grace. But I kept looking. And I met Stephen. You know Stephen. And he told me something that really threw me off my track, my feet. He said, why do you read so much? What is all this? What are you doing? Why do you go to all those churches? What is this mess? You want to know the Lord? Yes. Then why don't you spend time with him? <laughs> you read about him, you talk about him, you sing about him, you listen to sermons about him. Why don't you get to know him? Talk to him. Spend time with him. Is that how you date? You do all your due diligence and your research and you never talk to her? What is this? Changed my life. Because I, for the first time, heard somebody treat God as a real person rather than some theological idea or a character from a fictional book. He took God seriously. And that made so much sense to me. And I was so excited. And I made it my routine. Every night before I go to sleep, talk to Papa. In the morning, talk to Papa. I wasn't as close to him back then as I am now, obviously. You know, I just started out. But I had him on my conscience. I gave him my attention. I prayed and I spoke and I spent time and I cried so many times on my floor just from the just crying out rolling over I had so many tears because that's that's just how it is <laughs> and I cried and I prayed and I sought the Lord and I wasn't content with religion. I wasn't content with a ritual. I wasn't content with reading the Bible. I wanted the Lord. I wanted Papa. I wanted God. I wanted to know Him, to be with Him, to feel His presence, to hear His words, to have a relationship with Him, to get intimate with Him. I wanted him to hear me and myself to hear him speak. Because before I loved the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, all my being, I wanted to love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, all my being. Before you do anything, you have to want to do it. And that's how really most of you expose yourself 
The problem is not that you're a baby. The problem is that you have no desire to stop being a baby. You have no hunger for God. If you did, you would stop going to that church. You would realize God isn't there. I went to Chabad. God was not there. I remember one of the guys saying, some religious guy, well, you know, not every time you go to shul, they call it shul, not every time you go to shul you, you encounter God, but man, when you do, it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't think he ever encountered God. I think he encountered emotion or something, because I've been to that synagogue. <laughs> God was not there. And he wouldn't. No. <laughs> With that drunken rabbi. Ugh. But that's how most synagogues are. God isn't there. And the churches are even worse. They worship all kind of stuff, but God isn't one of them. Statues, crosses, Easter eggs, Christmas trees. Worship bands and concerts like a nightclub. Free coffee and donuts. What is this? But that's what all of you want. You're very content because that's really all you want of God. You don't want God. You just want the idea of God to appease your conscience so you think you're doing something right to make you think you're not going to hell. But you are. There is no such thing as a get-saved-quick scheme. It's all or nothing. You don't avoid spending eternity in hell by giving God two minutes on a Sunday morning, which is not even the day he told you to revere and honor and keep holy. Why don't you know this? Why don't you seek? Why don't you ask? Why don't you knock? And you claim to be a Christian, a follower of Christ? Is that what Christ did? Is that what Christ taught? How can you be so hypocritical, so foolish, and yet so arrogant that you would argue and debate that what you believe in and what you practice is right and correct because that's what your wicked, pagan, godless ancestors did and you have just inherited their lies? Why don't you read the scriptures for yourself? and see if what you're doing actually is what the commandments say. If you believe in Jesus, why don't you do what Jesus said? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, I have not come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. He said, not even the smallest letter will disappear from the Torah. How dare you dismiss the commandments, which the greatest of all is to love God, to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and being. So the Torah is really self-fulfilling because, like I said, if you want to love the Lord, then you will seek Him, you will find Him, you will grow, and by doing so, you fulfill the commandments. So it all comes down to it, to want to love God. And then you just obey all the commandments <laughs> because you want to love Him, and you do. It's not complicated. You do not know because you do not want to know. You have no desire for God. You're a hypocrite. You're a devil. And you are going to burn in hell. Could have chose God. Should have chose God. But instead, 
You'll die in the fire, 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 fire.